0: hey good morning everyone happy sunday welcome to another episode of the daily mind i am your host um hopefully everybody's having a good weekend um and with no issues of course especially coming into this new year right i hope everybody's doing pretty well all right so i'm just gonna get right into it um so today i'm gonna do an episode based on um what i've Watched last night. Um, I was watching Saturday Night Live, or at least a little snippet of it. And um, I sat there, I, re- I was looking at this one, a couple of sketches, whatever, made me kind of chuckle a little bit. And it brought me to a little bit of nostalgia um, to another sketch comedy show um, that was probably the biggest rival to SNL, and that's Mad TV. Mad TV has perhaps since in living color has to be one of the funniest sketch comedies I've ever seen, but you know, what happened with mad TV and why is SNL still on the air? That's what I'm going to get into today on this episode of the daily mind podcast. Um, so, um, sketch comedy is not really a big, big, uh, genre or niche, right? SNL pretty much dominates, um, the sketch comedy world. Um, going back into history, Saturday Night Live is the staple of NBC. Uh, creator Lorne Michaels created this show back in 1975, and this show uh, back then was dr- drastically different than the SNL that is today. Um, today is a little bit more diverse, inclusive, and um, it's very progressive. Back then, SNL wasn't a very diverse um, time um leading probably all the way up into the 90s of that it it, it always had an issue with uh diversity and progress uh progression um but at that time that show spawned all the way up to the 90s spawned some of the most top listed comedians um of our time um that show helped put out gilbert godfrey um, Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, uh, David Spade, Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus—the list goes on and on. How many um, comedians this show has spawned SNL since? Okay. Um, now going into the '90s, you had um, and *Living Color* was um, was a breakthrough um, sketch comedy. It was pretty much predominantly all-black cast. Um, except for maybe two, and it also introduced Jim Carrey at the time, who was going by James Carrey, and it was a breakthrough smash hit. But it wasn't enough to compete with SNL. SNL had a bigger budget. Um, they had a more star-studded cast. Even though *A Living Color* was coming into its own, um, putting people out there like Tommy Davidson, Jamie Foxx, and um, of course, now escalating the career of J- um, Jim Carrey, who already was in the movie career, but that. Um, brought in his comedy aspect was doing living color and then um and living color ended in 1994 and it's a new show came about called mad tv mad tv was based on the zany zany things that come inside mad magazine uh mad magazine has been around since forever and still is and that show was based on that it was kind of like the magazine coming to life right and it was a great concept awesome concept and that spawned um, quite a few celebrities, but a lot of them just kind of faded into the limelight. So, what happened with Mad TV? I'm gonna get into that. Um as right now with this episode. Like where which two are the best? And what happened with Mad TV? Where did it fall short? And then, of course, a couple of honorable mentions of other sketch comedy shows um that I will mention in a little bit within this time. All right, so I'm gonna go into a little bit of history for SNL, right? I did say it started in 1974. by Lauren Michaels in Studio 8H, right? Still there to this day. This show has about 936 episodes, spanning 48 seasons, okay? 48 seasons. That is, that's quite a bit of time for the show. The show started October 11th, 1975 to be exact. And it has been on NBC ever since. Of course, it's not going to be anything else. But, you know, the show is in syndication, I'm pretty sure, on, like, Comedy Central, other stations, and stuff like that. And the current cast um, has Pete Davidson, Kate McKinnon, who I think just left, and Keenan Thompson, to name a few. Um, you guys know Keenan Thompson from the Nickelodeon days, the Good Burger, all that days, right? He's pretty much one of the predominant uh, people on there. Um, but to give you a little synopsis, right, how this show long-running show came about right 939 episodes excuse me um it was uh created by Lloyd michaels and and developed by dick ebersole and uh airs on nbc and peacock right uh the show premiere was hosted by george carlin on nbc now you know george carlin is a very controversial but yet amazing comedian so who, who better than you know george carlin to open up the show right uh under the original title NBC Saturday Night, uh the show comedy sketches, which often parody, contemporary culture, and politics are performed by a large and varying cast of repertory and new cast members. Uh each episode is hosted by a celebrity guest even till this day, uh, who usually delivers the opening monologue and sometimes earn sketches themselves, which is true. Um, so for two years it went by NBC Saturday Night, and then by 1980, it went to Saturday Night Live to what we know today. Um And during the 80s and 90s, like I said, again, spawned numerous uh, celebrities, um, comedians to be exact, right? Uh, Quite a bit. But it was also a very controversial show, too, at the time. Uh, But when it started, it um, introduced uh, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, and Chevy Chase to name a few big players. Um, And at the time, SNL was kind of like all over the place in the 1970s. It was a lot of back seen shit that happened there was even a fight I believe against uh Chevy Chase and I think John Belushi somebody fought back there no I think it was Bill Murray I heard the story some some time back it was a lot of drug use and, and and just overall ridiculousness happening uh back then on that show um But as the 80s went along, right, um, it spawned Eddie Murphy, who during the 80s became a big, big movie star, doing 48 Hours, another 48 Hours, Beverly Hills Cop, Trading Places. It put him on the map, put Dan Aykroyd on the map. He did uh, Blues Brothers, Trading Places, um, and other quirky 1980s movies. Um, Billy Crystal, Martin Short. uh, Yeah, the list goes on and on and on. And then the 90s, I think the 90s, for SNL to me was the golden period the golden age because you got Adam Sandler Chris Farley um, unfortunately he passed very early um, and of course it's other small people like Jimmy Fallon and you know shit like that and and whatnot now um I was never really a big SNL guy I was more of a mad TV guy but during the 90s especially during the junior high school days and into the 2000s, I watched it religiously every saturday i think that was like my golden age of snl but at the time before snl i watched mad tv now um it's funny how i came across mad tv i had to probably been like fourth fifth grade everybody all the kids and shit in my class was watching mad tv it was just amazing they had characters that everybody mimicked mocked like uh miss swan uh pool boy and just to name other few uh and and stewart right to name a few um it started around i think 1995 mad tv um i just got zoomed into it and i was just like man this shit is funny as hell right i I wasn't really watching saturday night live at the time and remember living color just ended right there was really no other um sketch major sketch comedy shows competing with snl so mad tv uh stepped in the ring now mad tv was is i guess seen as the raunchier cousin to snl because mad tv they overstepped some boundaries and things like saturday night live was much more of a uh, conservative type deal whereas mad tv was more of a progressive more diverse uh more urban oriented raunchier comedy sketch show than snl and with that came some of the the funniest sketches known to man and um, let's give it, let's get a little synopsis on Mad TV. Uh, let's see. So Mad TV, right now, the show officially, it has a hundred, I'm sorry, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's see if I'm looking at the right information here. No, I'm not, because there's different other reboots of Mad, but I want to go more into the staple, the, the, the 90s TV show, Mad TV. Um, I think that's the one that we need to look at the most. Let's see okay mad tv right all right so it says here that the show was created by david salzman facts bar now facts bar was uh he was working on living color and adam small premiered on october 14th 1995 on fox where it ran for 14 seasons with its final 326th episode airing on may 16th 2009 it's loosely based on the mad magazine right um so of course it's like the Mad Magazine where it makes fun of pop culture, politics. It basically came. It was a, it was basically Mad Magazine coming to life in front of you on the on the screen. Um, so yeah, it, it went for a bit primarily on Fox, and then it ended up on CW. Now the CW version of Mad TV, which I'll get into a little bit, was kind of an oddball and didn't last for that reason, right? But they pinned September twenty seventh as the official official uh, end. To uh Mad TV or um no, I'm sorry, um, original releases. The original was October 14th, 1995 and the reboot was September 27, 2016. That I'll get into again in a minute. Um, so um apparently I didn't even know this, but Quinty Jones at the time, big music producer, composer, um, uh, bought the rights to mad back in 1995 and he bought um that guy, Barr, that I told you about, as showrunners to help with the show. Um Again, the show was specifically designed to compete with SNL, which was a major powerhouse that had no other sketch comedy competition. So, Mad TV was, you know, jumped in the ring. Now, again, what stood out with Mad TV was that it was way more diverse, right? Um, than SNL. SNL, when it started, only had one black cast member, and that was Garrett Morris, he was the first uh black cast member everybody else was predominantly white right again this was a different time well mad tv what they decided to do um they introduced i believe three or four black cast members in the original season uh deborah wilson was probably one of the longest running uh mad tv um comedians on there for the longest of time um, as far as women, and then of course Michael McDonald and all this other stuff. So um it says here the show's diverse cast over the years consisted of popular members, such as his longest running original member, Deborah Wilson, and his longest running member overall, Michael McDonald. Um, and it's one thing that these comedians were so good at was impressions. Now, both SNL and Mad done celebrity impressions countlessly, but there was something more funnier. <laughs> um especially when uh will sasso the big heavyset dude played steven seagal and and oh god is the shit was just hilarious it was over the top it was much more animated it was much more physical comedy with mad than snl right snl was a heavily dialogued, um and still is to this to this day heavily dialogue comedy sketch show mad tv had dialogue but it had a lot of uh a lot of uh physical comedy to it as well right um So um, it says here, uh, recurring celebrity impressions and characters attracted both fan followings and controversy and critical reception of the series varied, uh, though it was often negative. It has appeared on several critics' lists of best sketch comedy television series of all time and was nominated for a number of awards, including 43 primetime Emmy Awards, which out of 43, they only won five. Um, and they did have a twentieth anniversary reunion on the CW back in January twelfth of two thousand sixteen. Uh, the show's eight episodes, fifteen season was produced and broadcast on the same network. So what happened with Mad, right? Where did Mad go along? Where well, SNL is still going, but why did Mad fall? Well, according to some research, it said that uh, declining ratings. And then on top of that, there was um, salary disputes. Um, a lot of heavy hitters left the show that kept the show going. They left and they blame decline ratings now i don't know usually when this happens from a long running show there's always some sort of change in the writing or the production or something oh and budget yeah budget was another thing that doomed mad tv um they weren't getting the ratings so the network is naturally going to cut the budget so like into the 2008 2009 year um the sketches and the comedy became more subpar the golden years of Mad was definitely the '90s into the early 2000s. After that, when you started having key players leave, that's when shit just got went south. Um, yeah. So, um, it says here. Uh, let's see, Michael McDonald. Oh, and also, um, one thing Mad TV really did too—it spawned another, and this is a. Um, I'm gonna use this as a. Um honorable mention key and peel key and peel right kind of jumping a little ahead a little bit key and peel spawned off of mad tv both of them played on that towards the end of the years and decided you know what they made a great comedy duel on Mad tv uh keen and michael keen um he is a very ambiguous person so his look he's black and white but he could play a multitude of different nationalities which help and then peel with his um, style of comedy, those two got together and created their own sketch show. And it was because of their time and venture on Mad TV. Um, and it's a good thing because Key & Peele was actually somewhat of a funny show, but it didn't last as long, which is what it is. It, it it did its thing. But um, yeah, Mad TV also had its controversies um, where back then, like for example, Miss Swan, right? Miss Swan was an Asian lady. She's like, no, you look like a man. You know, that that lady. That lady back then flew right not a lot of people were hung up on race and and stereotypes and taboo like today now if mad tv was on today and portrayed miss swan i promise you she would have been canceled by now they would have been an outrage against the show and the network saying hey that doesn't fly that's not right it's very stereotypical because the woman that played miss swan alex borstein is a white jewish woman but put on makeup the hair and the voice and yeah the rest is history but um let's see it says here they had some memorable characters here miss swan being one of them um yeah it says here i'm gonna read a little bit about alex borstein real quick i know i'm kind of harping more on mad tv uh alex borstein appeared in 44 sketches as the popular recurring character bunny swan better known as miss swan immigrant nail salon owner and manicurist with a strong exaggerated accent who annoys others by not being able to answer simple questions um that was it and that that to me was just one of the funniest things coming out of mad tv my cousin constantly goes back and back watching old Miss Swan sketches and they're hilarious really really hilarious but um what doomed mad was basically um there was a lot of riff-raff the budgets was cut the writing kind of went downhill the sketch quality went downhill it just all went down downhill, downhill from there but all is not lost right um so i think mad tv officially ended If I'm looking at this date real quick. uh, Oh, it says here. It says, um, yeah, Fox also made a few efforts to promote the series and often made budget cuts to it. And its eventual cancellation in 2019 was due to budgetary concerns. Okay. So that's that. Um, Getting back on to um, SNL. right. SNL got away with a lot of shit, too. But it was always like, again, the lack of diversity, um, the stereotypes like John Belushi playing a samurai. Uh, they got away with a lot of that. Eventually, that started to change, too. They, um, The writing changed, the climate changed. Like, if you look at SNL back in the 90s and 80s, look at it now, it changed a lot. Um, SNL became more progressive, more um, diverse. Actually, Keenan Thompson, right, who has been on that show for quite some time, um, he had a falling out with SNL about the lack of African-American women. Because if you've noticed, within his few first little year or two or whatever on SNL, he always played a black woman, and he addressed this to uh, NBC about lack of black women. Why? Is, he said he will never play another black woman again until they got more black comedians, uh, female comedians, which they did. And Keenan Thompson, you know, NBC is going to listen to him. He's a big deal over at NBC. He's he's basically part of the reason why they watch. So why did SNL change their tune? Um, i guess it was just a change at the sign of the times you know i mean there was um people were starting to see that a lot of shit that these shows were getting um were getting away with was no longer a thing like the stereotypes and all this other stuff and the lack of diversity and you know um and all the other stuff you know they, they started seeing this and um yeah so i'm gonna do a um let me see. I want to see if there's a split comparison between, um, yeah, I want to see if there's a split between um, a comparison, if you will. Um, a side-by-side, there it is, side-by-side. I got a little bit of time, and I got a little bit of time to make some honorable mentions. Um, so I think they did a, a, a side-by-side, right? Um, it doesn't really, uh, yeah, It doesn't really say too much here. Uh yeah. But I mean just based on what I've said so far, you can there is a they were night and day both of these shows. Um because Mad TV came in the door running um with in a different direction that SNL was going. And I think SNL may have taken a page out of Mad TV's book about um changing their sketches and 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 the people. The people again, um, you know, as far as the cast and stuff and the diversity. There it is, the diversity um, with that. So let me see. I'm trying to find a little quick article, something. Um, ah, here it is. It's uh, I found this on this site called The Things, right? TheThings.com, I guess it's called. Um, it says here, Mad TV's cast was forced to compete with SNL and it was a catast- a catastrophic failure, which it wasn't really a catastrophic failure because Mad TV had a very good run up until about the mid 2000s where shit just went south but no it competed and it could have went probably to this day still um it says here there doesn't seem to be any stopping snl despite it being on for nearly 50 years the nbc sketch show remains a ratings juggernaut the show may have an equal amount of wonderful and terrible celebrity guest hosts but it's been an incredible launching pad for assortment of celebrities many whom gone on to become exceedingly wealthy which i've mentioned earlier um yeah. And then what's unfortunate about the cast of Mad TV, a lot of them fell out of the limelight, um, went to drugs like Artie Lang. Artie Lang was um, a big staple in the earlier days of Mad. Um, he went and just became a complete drug head. Um, Phil Lamar became a um, a voice actor and a very good one, very prominent voice actor. Um, Deborah Wilson, I guess she does some movies on and off. You get the point, right? Like SNL have people that it helped create and put out there still doing things today where a lot of mad tv characters um uh, people that played mad tv has fallen into obscurity like the most recent uh controversy with ari spears last year with that uh sketchy did with tiffany wilson on uh, tiffany wilson uh whatever tiffany haddish era tiffany haddish um it says here um hmm. Yeah, it says the same can't be said for Fox Mad TV. Um, writer Patton Oswald has had an insane career as an actor since his days on Mad TV. Former castmate Artie Lang, despite his public issues, which I just mentioned, was picked up by the Howard Stern show for a while, which kind of kept him in line, but it didn't really help. And Alex Borstein, the one that played Miss Swan and does the low the voice of Lois Griffin, has made millions thanks to Family Guy and the marvelous Mrs. Mizell. Um, but Mad TV simply didn't have the longevity or the cultural impact that SNL still maintains, which is true. Again, Mad TV helped create some cultural icons, but SNL, and especially due to the length of it being on, has created people and characters that people still parody, parody today. Um, during an interview with Vulture, the cast of Mad TV explained how their forced competition with SNL was doomed from the start. Now, it seemed like everything is good when we're watching it on TV, but there's always a lot of shit that happens behind the scenes, right? And this is what they um, went into about the show. Um, so the guy who helped spearhead it, Fax Barr, the guy from uh, In Living Color, he admitted that he wanted to, quote, bring SNL down as soon as they got on the air. And this wasn't exactly a crazy goal, given that SNL was going through a highly publicized cast change with a corresponding ratings decline. It was described as a wounded zebra, so what they tried to do was they seen SNL was in decline. And again, going back to they had to like sketch up, they had to like spice up the cast. So, you know, Mad TV, you know, this guy was like, hey, you know what? I think we got this. You know, SNL been on too long. It needs to be a new show. And Living Colors out the box and all the other smaller little shows gone. Let's try to get into it. Um, however, 1995 was the year that SNL started to be to see a notable resurgence. One that has kept them on top ever since. Yeah, I told you. I used to watch S- uh, SNL every night during the late 90s, mid, late 90s, and that was definitely the peak time, peak, peak time. Um, they He quoted on saying, um, Barr, Mr. Barr, um, from MAD, quoted saying, they rebounded that year. Part of it was because of our competition. We got word that SNL creator Lorne Michaels had seen our pilot and think he heard footsteps. They got Will Ferrell that year and raided the Groundlings, actually getting a couple of people away from us that we were looking to cast. So it looks like MAD TV was trying to get Will Ferrell. And if you haven't noticed, SNL is responsible for helping Will Ferrell get to where he is today. Right. S- just simply. So Mad TV had it come out perhaps a year before. Um, 19, if it came out in 1994, it probably would have had a better chance, but that same year Mad dropped SNL was on the up and they found the right people to keep him up there to this day. um, It says, as much as Fax and his team wanted Mad TV to take their place, they simply couldn't compete with NBC show's longevity. But SNL's format was also the issue. As the name not subtly suggests, everything that happens is in real time versus Mad TV, which is pre-recorded. This is true. I read a little excerpt how when you record live on Saturday Night Live, right, things can tend to go off script a little bit. Like that whole shit with Avril Lavigne and her little stupid um dance routine she did because her she got caught lip-syncing and all this other stuff people uh, people forgetting their lines and, and there was a lot of bloopers when you record live it's very difficult whereas mad tv pre-recorded so they were able to get shit a little bit more smoother than snl um yeah that that's kind of what they were going for with mad um and mad tv cast it says was forced to take shots at snl it's he quote on saying in the beginning Uh, They wanted us to take some shots at SNL and say, hey, we're not your father's Oldsmobile. Staff writer Blaine Caput said during his interview with Vulture. Um, He says also, I remember coming in and almost right away having a sketch that poked fun at SNL. Will Sasso, a former cast member, stated, quote, I have the attitude. Like, we do our show here. We don't care what they're doing. We're all funny people. We don't have to look up their balls, Um, which is the case. Like going kind of going off a tangent real quick. Um, with sega and nintendo back in the 90s sega had a very aggressive campaign against nintendo and in their commercials blatantly which probably would have gotten sued today for was calling out nintendo and by name and by characters all that stuff and it was just you know it was kind of like sega's like "Ha ha, we're better than you nintendo didn't even have to do that nintendo never really was that aggressive against sega and guess who won nintendo so SNL didn't have much to prove. They didn't have to take jabs at Mad TV, but Mad TV did it. Um and then the rest is history. But again, all is not lost. Mad TV had a resurgence back in 2016. They did a reboot. Um and let's just say the least it failed. Even despite bringing back some veterans from the previous Mad TV show, um it just wasn't enough. It was just poor timing. It was like, okay, um you know let's let's bring it back but everybody has gotten older everybody has passed on and moved on and and shit like that they were just like man it's over it's over and it only lasted i think about a season i actually sat and managed to watch a couple of episodes of that show i was turned off it was nothing like the original mad tv of the 90s and this came on cw so fox didn't even pick this up that should have been a red flag already that they didn't pick that shit up um yeah. <laughs> um and it said um they did have a 20th anniversary um what you call it too as well. Um it says that, real quick a reboot of the series was created um on July 26, 2016. The show's technically 15 seasons, so it wasn't much of a re- re- reboot, it was just coming off a long hiatus. It was still connected to the original mad, but it felt very much like a reboot to me. It ran for 8-hour long episodes. It ran for 8 one hour long episodes on tuesday nights and it starred eight brand new cast members but they did have original cast members come in um the reboot instantly received mostly negative reviews um and then there's a whole lot of shit that's the reason why so mad tv could have been way more but fox kind of fucked it i guess it was their way of just trying to end the show they knew they couldn't compete with snl so they you know throw budgetary issues they didn't have the money nbc is a powerhouse Fox did not have the money that NBC has, and they could not fund the show any longer. And so SNL, how is it still going on? Because of Lorne Michaels. And then there's actually rumor that Lorne is going to probably end the show by its 50th season. There is rumor that SNL could potentially end in the next few years. Again, we'll wait and see. Lorne Michaels is a very old man. <laughs> He's done quite a bit of other TV shows as well, right? But also a couple of um mentions the Chappelle show right the Chappelle show was in a league of its own it wasn't competing with snl because dave Chappelle was just a one-man show but he had a falling out with comedy central he they were going to give him free creative control but he, he you know he, he described it as he would have to sell his soul to comedy central they wanted him to do things that he just wasn't on board and he turned away from a 50 million dollar contract i'm actually going to do an episode on the Chappelle show the next episode will be about the Chappelle show and where it went wrong um or where it went right because he said he made a very just decision with this. But you know, there it is. So rest in peace to Mad TV SNO. Whenever it ends, it'll end. All right. So hey, that's my uh show today, the Daily Mind Podcast. I'm very, very passionate episode. Um, tomorrow I'm gonna actually give you a little bit of predictability, and we're gonna I'm gonna do an episode on the Chappelle show. That sketch comedy show and where it went wrong. And then who knows? The next episode might be in Living Color right? Hey, the ideas are flowing. This might be sketch comedy week. I don't know. But hey, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And um, please email me, dailymindpodcast at gmail.com and leave um, something in the Q&A, right? I'm going to put a poll to see which show was better. All right. So hey, uh, thanks for listening. I'm looking forward to the next week with you guys. And um, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Peace out.